we think this technology really can revolutionize learning for adults because when you can tap in and talk to people and learn something, it makes such a difference. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. This is the show where we talk about retirement lifestyle. We don't talk about money on this show, but we talk about everything else that you need to know before you retire. And if you're already retired, we help make your retirement a better one. And I am so excited because today I have double the fun, not just one guest, but two guests. And they are from Generations Learning and the Senior Learning Network. And they're going to talk to us about what that is and why they do it and all those things. So, ladies, welcome to the show. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) So let's start with Ellen and then we'll go to Lynn. Tell me, Ellen, why did you get into Generations Learning and Senior Learning Network? And what is it? What is it? That's a good question. Well, I'm an educator and teacher, as is Lynn. We both have reached the point uh, in our 60s as well, so we kind of fit the demographic. We got interested in doing this because we both are educators. And uh, in my case, I uh, am here in Kansas City, and we have a wonderful museum called the National World War I Museum. And when my dad was in his mid-80s, we, being my sister and I, took him to the museum And dad loved history, but he simply didn't have the stamina at that point to stay in the museum and to go through it. And we left there, and I thought, there's got to be a way to bring the museum back to my father, who was living in a retirement community at that time. And that's kind of what precipitated on our side. So what we do is we provide interactive, lifelong learning using a very easy-to-use video conferencing uh, uh, program similar to Skype, but it's called Zoom. We provide on a daily basis interactive learning that comes from a museum or a national park or even an older adult that has a story to share. And it will go to a retirement community, a walk-in community senior center, or to individuals within their homes. The part that goes to senior centers and retirement communities is the Senior Learning Network. And the part that we're still under pilot with is called Generations Learning. But both do the same thing through interactive video conferencing. They're able to see and talk to uh, people across the United States and internationally. So that's what we're all about. Oh, my gosh. That sounds super cool. So, Lynn, anything to add? We had worked together previously, Alan and I, and we had used some video conferencing in some of the schools where we were. And it was such, for the students, it was so exciting because you just bring the world into your classroom. It was just such a a wonderful way to learn. And um, so we were looking at ways that we might be able um, to use the technology. And when we first began, the technology, uh, we could only go to centers because it was not multi-point like this is. And we can get, you know, 200 people on at one time if we wanted to. But 
yes, the technology wasn't there to go to individuals. So we're really excited, like right now, because we're in the kind of the pilot stage for the individuals. And, you know, all they need is a computer and Internet connection and they can get on and they can listen to things. They can have a conversation um, and just it's just for us, it's fun. Wow. Okay. And we hope it's fun for other people. Let me just explain what I think it is and you can tell me if I'm yes or I'm way off base. So you're going to set up your cameras and your Zoom in the World War I Museum and the docent will take me around and, and talk to me and educate me about what's going on in the museum and then I can ask questions. Do, do I have that correct? Yes, you do have it correct. But the docent may actually not be walking around the museum. Uh, they may be in another room and showing pictures and videos of the museum and our uh, artifacts or whatever it happens to be. But you're still within the confines of the museum and they will set up, say, an example of World War One museum. They may talk about uh, the women's effort in World War One and just. Uh, exclusively focus on that type of content. But the beauty of it is you as the viewer will always be able to listen, to see, and ask questions, which differentiates it from a lot of videos out there like TED Talks or whatever. You know, TED Talks, all you can do is say, "Mm, I wonder if I could ask a question and you really can't do that. But in this case, you absolutely can ask a question and get it back in real time. Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. Okay, so now here's my next question. So I've done a couple of live videos like on um, Periscope and Facebook Live and people can't verbally ask a question, but they type things on the screen. And I have to tell you, I find that to be so confusing when people are typing things while I'm, because it scrolls off the screen. Have you ever seen a Periscope or a Facebook Live? Yes. I've seen that technology, yes. Mm-hmm. So so while you're you're talking, while you're doing your live video, somebody will type something and it moves up the screen really quickly. So if you're not looking at the screen when they type it, you might miss it altogether. How does your technology work? If, well, if it's, you have ever Skyped, you're, you've got it. It's, a, it's, that, it's that simple. Do people have to raise their hand or are they all talking at the same time? How does, how does that work? You can do that. What you look, when you, when you bring up the software, what you see are people's faces around the screen. So you see people who are in the conference. Their names will be under it. And so whoever is moderating this can say, Alan, what? You, you had a question. What is it that you, you know, and then you can just go back and forth. So you're able to call people by name. The other feature that this has is that if you have a large group, if you have 20 people and you really want to get discussion going better than just, you know, what you can with 20 people on a screen, we can break up into small groups and go into a small group and have small group discussions then come back to the larger group and people can share what they discussed in the small groups. So everybody has more of an opportunity to speak than they would if it was just, you know, 25 people on screen. Oh my gosh, that is so awesome. Now I have to tell my listeners this, and that is that Lynn and Ellen gave me the opportunity to do this interview via Zoom and I declined because I'm so busy right now and I just didn't want to learn new technology. And so I was like, "Uh, I don't really want to do it. And so I told them no. And so we're doing this interview right now 
I've called their, their phones and I'm actually using Skype to do that. And just in the last couple of days, I attended a Zoom, I don't know, workshop or whatever with somebody else. And the technology was really good. And I feel bad. I, I, I feel bad that I declined that option because I think the interview probably would have, the, the sound quality probably would have been better. What do you say to people like me who just don't want to learn any new technology or like, oh, I don't want to learn something new. And you didn't have the opportunity to talk me into it because you were doing it through my assistant. <laughs> so but what would, <laughs> what would you say to somebody who just doesn't, you know, they're scared of technology? What, what do you say to them? Well, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the first the first thing is, as I said, you know, Lynn and I both that are demographic, as I say, but if you can uh, click on a URL on the computer, if somebody sends you a link and you can click on it and go to that site, you can use Zoom. And Zoom is that easy. We send out links when we have a virtual meeting and you click on it. You can click on it from a tablet. You can click on it from your cell phone. You can click on it from a computer. And the uh, camera will pick it up. And the microphone in the computer or on the tablet or the cell phone will pick it up. And you're going to be able to see and talk to them. So if you can click on a link that anybody would send you and say, hey, go check out this, this site, you can use Zoom. It's that easy. We do a lot of testing with people too. If they don't, if they're afraid, they're not going to know how to do it. Um, we'll test with them before. So, so they just say, well, you know, we're going to set up this time. I'll finish the link, and you can just test it. Awesome. So they can just test it and go in. Um, you know, whether or not we're in the room, because <laughs> you know we may or may not be in the room, but they can see. You can see yourself, and you can see, oh, I'm in. I'm in the room. Let's say I'm sitting around at home in my sweat, you know, my sweatshirt and my sweatpants, and I haven't washed my hair in three days. What if I don't want to be on camera? Then what? <laughs> well, there is an option that you can turn your camera off. Oh, thank goodness! <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know that has happened. You know, and it, uh-huh. it's okay. It's okay. Um, some people just don't so, like to see themselves, uh, you know, because you sit there and you look at yourself and it's just kind of odd But when you first start doing it. Once you get to know people and, you know, you, you get more relaxed and you're, most people will turn their camera on at okay. some point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is, it's, it's the kind of thing, once you're used to it, and Len and I can both attest to this, we have made remarkable friendships with people across the United States and we mm-hmm. have actually never met them in person. Oh, that is awesome. Right. You know, right. But we would right. know them anywhere. Right. And because you know they and you know what they look like because you have a picture of them. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Right. Yes. And right. it's not a glamorous so picture. All... Like the picture on my website is glamorous me, not my my not my real me. <laughs> no. <laughs> you see the real me. Right. I mean the picture we sent you is 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 us in a video conference to tell you the truth. Love it. Uh but it's that Neat. I mean, that you really feel like you know people. Uh, and if they flew into Kansas City and we met him at the airport, we would have no trouble about picking that person as they come up through the gate. You know, mm-hmm. and they're good friends. We would take them out, immediately go to dinner and have the best time with them. It's not like you have to learn anything about them because you already know them. Oh, I love it. Okay, so that's Ellen speaking, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yes, that okay, is Ellen yeah. speaking. Okay, so Ellen, you're the one that took your dad to the museum, right? And then he he uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so so that was your idea to kind of start this. What about Lynn? Did what sort of drove you to start in this business? Really, we were sitting in Panera's one day because we like to call that our office away from home. <laughs> and we were talking about video conferencing and the power of video conferencing and it was you know, when Alan's dad was in that condition. And it, I, I don't know, it just kind of hit us both at the same time. So it was, we could do this. We could actually make sure that people get to see things that they can't see or, or don't want to go that far to see. So it was, it was kind of that aha moment when we were both sitting there. So it kind of happened all at once. So it was together. You came up with the idea together. So a couple of guys right. might've been having a beer you were a couple of girls having a cup of coffee. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love it. Okay. So and a, and a cookie and, and a, cookie. a cookie. Yeah, you can't cookie, forget cookie. Can't forget the cookie. That, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh huh. Okay. So you came up with the idea, and then you started this business. So is it um is it a five hundred one c three or is it just a regular business? It's a it is a five hundred one c Okay. And for my listeners who don't know what that is, we're talking jargon. You're like, what the heck is a 501c3? (laughs) What that means is that it is a nonprofit organization. So if you wrote a check to them, then for not, not for the service, but if you wrote a donation to them, you'd be able to deduct that off your taxes. Is that correct? That's correct. It's, see my exactly. my financial and, planning background you know, is kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. We like that shout out. Uh, you, you know, and, and honestly, it took us a while to get to the five hundred one c three. When we first started, we were an LLC, and then over time, we decided to take it to the nonprofit status, and so now we are fully nonprofit. Think it's the best way to go. You know. And it gives us more opportunity to do fundraising and things like that. Because honestly, there are some of the programs from the museum that do cost an additional amount of money. And a lot of them are free because we have a many, many free programs. Uh, there's a membership fee to pay us to use the network for the Senior Learning Network. But uh, like there may be a museum. I, I will tell you that uh, if I wanted to get something from uh, – the Metropolitan Museum of Art in in New York, I would have to pay money for that video conference. And so many of our senior centers and and retirement communities just simply don't have the budget to pay that extra amount. And so we're now talking about doing, excuse me, fundraising so that we can help offset that cost. So more opportunities will be out there to learn new things. So we need to get you a, uh, you know, a, a big donor to send you a, a big check so that more and more people can be educated about, you know, these, these different museums. Is it just museums um, where you live or do you do things outside of where you live as well? Oh my goodness. We, we have had programs from Hawaii. We've had programs from Japan, uh, Germany, all over the United States. It, there's no limit other than time, you know, time sometimes is a factor because of the, you know, just the, 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 the one that was really a, a difficult one, but we made it, was from Australia to Askenazi. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we were we were in video conference late afternoon, our time. 
and Ben, who was doing the video conference in Australia, got there and was doing it at 6 a.m. the next day for us. Oh, he must have liked the, you. you. You guys must have really yeah, sweet-talked yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun for people to know that it was going across the international dateline. So it was a different day for him, even, while he was talking to us. That was very fun. <laughs> that is, and that, that, how that did happens you, with Japan as well. How did, you, how did you find him? How did you talk him into doing it? Oh, how did we find him, Ellen? He was, well, I, first I, we have to tell you that a lot of the video conferences we use have been developed and are out there for K-12, for, for uh, students, what they call virtual field trips. And there's companies that have databases that list all of these programs. And that's where we first started uh, looking. And then we would reach out to, say, Ben, who's in Australia, and say, no, we would like for you not to do it with students, but with older adults. And Ben and everybody else has been very excited about it because if they can provide something to a middle school student or a high school student, they can easily just slightly change the, the content and present it to adults. And they really enjoy it because they don't have to worry about academic standards when they're talking to our group of people. And so, you know, we borrowed from those type of databases and we've developed our own programming. One day I decided that I wanted to reach out to the uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt Presidential Library in upstate New York. Jeffrey Urban, who's the director of education, says, oh, I'd be happy to do that because he had been traditionally doing it with K-12. And now Jeff is one of our premier providers on our network and a funny, funny guy who has a great knowledge of history. So we are constantly looking for new programming, uh, Mm -hmm. new contacts, new people to present, to have an interesting story. Like here in Kansas City, there's a gal who presents on the network who's now 87. And when she quit nursing at 75, she says, oh, I think I'll go to the Peace Corps and went to Malawi, Africa for three years. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. And so now she presents on her time as an older Peace Corps volunteer in Africa. And she's 87. Mm -hmm. And does she live there Mm -hmm. now or is she presenting from here? No, she's she's here. Okay. But she was there for three years and talked about her time. So she was 75, 76, 77 when she was in Africa. Now she's Mm -hmm. 10 years later. Wow. But she's here. Mm-hmm. And that talks is, about it. Yeah. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. that is great. Okay, we are going to take a short break and then we'll be back with Lynn Beechner and Ellen Irvin to talk about Generations Learning and Senior Learning Network. We'll be right back. Is it time for a pantry makeover? Hi, my name is Lisa Woodruff, and I'm a professional organizer and productivity expert. And my question to you as you rock your retirement, is it time for a pantry makeover? I want you to think about what are your favorite foods and anyone who is full-time living in your house with you. What I think you'll find is a lot of the things in your pantry are things that your children like to eat or things that you serve on a seasonal basis. But your pantry should really only have your everyday foods in there. So make a list. What are your favorite seasonal foods? And what foods do you typically serve for family and friends? And then think about how often you have the family and friends over. 
Have your pantry reflect how you daily use your food. Declare a pantry amnesty day and clean it out. Donate all of your unexpired foods that are not daily loves to a local food pantry and start over. Check out the Organized 365 podcast for more on how to get organized as you rock your retirement. Okay, we're back with Lynn Beechner and Ellen Irving from Generations Learning and Senior Learning Network. Welcome back to the show, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> so we've been talking a little bit about the technology and how it works. So Lynn, Ellen told us that her favorite con- conference was the Ask an Aussie, where it was in Australia and, and went across two date lines. What was your favorite? Well, one of my favorites was from Channel Island, and what they do there, they do a live dive. And so the diver is underwater in all his gears, bubbling, you know, bubbles coming up all around him, talking to the people. So you can see him, you can ask him questions. He talks about the flora and fauna below the ocean, and it's, I mean, it just blew me away. It was just so much fun. How does he talk if he's underwater? Tell me, how does that work? Well, he's, he has a, a kind of like a helmet on so that he does have air inside. So he's able to speak inside and he just is connected to uh, air through a tube. So he, yes, he can talk underwater. That sounds <laughs> awesome. I love it. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, great. see, I would be a smart aleck and I would just want to make sure that it was live. And I would say, okay, can you spin a circle now for us? We want to make sure you're live. <laughs> <laughs> you would do it. I bet. <laughs> so it, this really sounds amazing. Now, have you ever been part of another class that's going on at the same time that maybe they're not doing it specifically for you, but it's it's a it's a class and then you bring in your equipment and so you kind of get two for the price of one? Has that ever happened? We have visited centers before where we've brought in speakers. We brought in a speaker from the National um, uh, Martin Luther King. Well, it's the yeah Martin Luther King Museum. There was someone right. else on that call as well. That was for uh, an auditorium of people that we brought in this person so that they could speak to them from the museum. It was on civil rights a couple of years ago. Okay. And, and, uh-huh. uh, and then did the museum bring in the people or did you? We did. Okay. We so were in an auditorium. In. So you've done joint, you've done things where it wasn't just on the computer, but have you ever done joint ventures with other organizations where they were, let's say here in San Diego, we have a organization called Oasis and they do in-person, you know, three hour train, you know, for, for people over 50. Would you ever like co-work with somebody like that where they were going to do something anyway? You brought in your cameras and put it out to the world? Or is that really not on the table just because of logistics? We have actually no, talked I... to people about that, and it just hasn't worked out yet. Have computer, will travel. And <laughs> uh, we we would love to do that. We have talked to Oasis, uh, but their focus has always been in premise. Uh, you know, you actually go there. Right. And they have talked about trying some uh, other programming that brings people in virtually as we do. So we're open to about anything. Uh, We honestly, we offer our our network up to our members for professional development and staff training as well. 
So we do all kinds of different things. We think this technology really can revolutionize learning for adults because when you can tap in and talk to people and learn something and ask questions, you know, ask questions. That's, that's the best part, you know, that it is truly interactive. I love that. Okay. So any stories about any of your members, something that happened that was, you know, that we should know about that was funny or, you know, anything that you want to, anything come to mind? One of our first members is uh, from Minnesota. And I remember she did, she requested a program from the Smithsonian, which is a free program. And so she lives in an arts community. So she advertised in her community. She has a walk-in center there. She advertised to the artists in the community. It's kind of a small artsy community. When she talked to the docent, she's kind of was setting it up before. And the docent said, oh, I'd love to see some of the work your people are doing. And so she, you know, sent out, you know, an email and told them to send her things. And so she then put them all together to to send to the docent while they were talking during and then she had the program, you know, the conference. And so while they were talking, the docent started talking about their work and how impressed she was with their work. Oh, my God. And she said, now here, she said, here, take this. This is a bead that is in the museum. And I can tell you that she, this is not uh, totally handmade, whereas what you have done in this picture was totally handmade. And it's a much, you know, you could be in the Smithsonian. And oh my they were like, how? How do we do that? <laughs> so, I mean, that's, I thought that was a great story that she told us. That was a great yeah. story. Thank you for sharing. I mean, that's awesome. Do you know if anything ever came uh-huh. of that? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know, Ellen, if anything came of I it? I don't know. I don't know. It's those kind of things. And honestly, this person is much involved in what we're doing and has been with us from the beginning. She also decided to have a video conference from NASA. And NASA no longer provides video conferences because their budget got cut. But before that, she had a thing on space robotics, a video conference, and she invited in the kids from the high school class that were taking robotics. And so she had an intergenerational presentation with the older adults and the students. And the students, when they were done, they were just amazed because they actually got to see an astronaut in training in that humongous place swimming pool that they have but they (laughs) what they couldn't believe was that the seniors had this technology so they could talk to these people in real time and they didn't have it in their school (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if they have it now that's funny (laughs) i don't know but uh malia's kind of like that she thinks outside the box and we have others that do Mm -hmm. the same thing that are always trying to bring other people in from the community uh to share things on the network Wow, that's so. great. So so right now your main focus is working with with groups like senior centers or assisted living facilities, independent living, is that correct? And then the um individual uh is is coming up. It's not full fully fleshed out yet. Is that is that correct? That's correct. We're in pilot right now. So um we're hoping that that 
you know, and people can join the pilot if they want to. Anyone can at this point. So the more people, the merrier, I always think. So um, if people are, if you know people that are interested, just send them our way. Okay, absolutely. And there's no no cost, no cost to the, pro, to the Ooh, pilot at all. No so, cost. That sounds, yeah. that sounds good. Yeah. I like no cost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the cost, though. Let's, let's talk about the, what the senior centers or the assisted living, what would they pay to have a program in their facility? We offer kind of a, a tiered type approach. A senior center retirement community can join us at $40 a month and they can have a program a day if they want it. It's unlimited. Or if they don't want to have it that often, they can do a pay as you go. And that would be every, say, three or four months, they want to have a video conference. And then we just charge them $45 to set it up. We've had, because basically much of what we do is scheduling. So we've had a, a, a piece of software that was developed for us exclusively so that we can keep track of all the things that are going on in the network any one given day because we may easily have three or four or five different video conferences happening every day. And so that's how we we handle that. $40 a month for a senior center retirement community, unlimited programming. Or they can do a pay-as-you-go, and that's $45. Wow, that's great. So so let me ask you something. I, I do work with a lot of communities and usually they'll have, you know, a room where they show movies. Is that usually where they're held or are they held somewhere else? Are they held in groups? Do people, do they push it to their rooms? How, how does that work? Uh, they generally have it in their community room because they have a large screen TV and you just hook your com- computer right up to that. So you can see them right there on the large TV screen or a projector. You can use a projector. There are some centers who have created a room for it. And then, you know, I don't know, are there any other alternatives to that, Ellen? No, that that's basically it. So it, it could be an existing room. Like here in Kansas City, we have a community that uh, did remodeling and just set up an entire kind of mini theater for it. So it just depends on the center and, and you know, what their budget is. Most of them are just taking an existing room that they have a large screen monitor projector and setting it up. And that's, that, that will work just fine. That's great. And a lot of it, like I was saying, a lot of the assisted living communities where I live, and there's a lot, there's like 400 of them here. They have a screening room for movies. And it seems like that would be a great place for it too. Yep. Mm-hmm. As long as they have internet perfect. connectivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's it amazing what technology does these days. I mean, I am so excited. And let me tell you, how can I sign up for your free pilot for individuals? Oh, well, just as long as we have your ad- email address, we can get to you. <laughs> and it's genlearn.org, short for generations learning.org. And there's a, it's just sign up there. Genlearn, G-E-N-L-E-A-R-N.org. Short for Generations Learning. It tells you about the free pilot on the on the website? Yep. Mm-hmm. It actually does. And that's where they sign up. There's a form. They just fill it out. Awesome. And it's not going to be free forever. So if you're listening to this episode in like 2020 or something like that, um, I can't guarantee that it'll still be free. Right now, it's 2017. It's currently a free pilot. That pilot will end at some point. So if you're interested and you're hearing this, you should sign up right away. Right, ladies? 
That's right. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be fun. And there's no pressure as far as whether you continue or not, but at least get a taste of it. I think people like it once they try it. Yeah, so. absolutely. And if you're a executive director of a senior center or of an assisted living community, how would they reach out to you for that $40 a month program? SeniorLearningNetwork.com. SeniorLearningNetwork.com. And at the top of the screen, there's our contact information. There's our 800 number and an email address. And what's nice is we do answer the phone. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say that about everyone, can you? (laughs) Uh, No, you can't. We're very accessible. So we are. If you are interested at all, about attending one of these super cool workshops. You know, how long do they usually last? An hour, three hours? How, how long are they? No, about 45, about 45 to an hour. Oh, 45 minutes to an hour. That's awesome. I mean, almost all of us have 45 minutes. So if you're interested in learning something new and participating, getting to know other, other people in the virtual classroom, head on over to genlearn.org and sign up for the the free pilot. Or if you're in assisted living or you're part of a senior um, center, talk to the executive director about putting that inside the center so that you can share your experience with others in person. Anything that you would like to say, ladies, before we say goodbye? Well, I will tell you that uh, for our Senior Learning Network, any senior center that signs up, their first video conference is always free. (sighs) Even better. I love free stuff. <laughs> That's great. That is great. Yeah. And and there's no obligation. We do not have a membership contract. It just continues until they tell us they don't want to continue. And uh, if they don't like their first video conference, there's no obligation at all. But honestly, we've never had anybody that said, well, that was nice, but we don't care to do it. <laughs> They've always wanted more and more and more and more. So, Well, it sounds like great fun. And, and ladies, I'm so glad that you came on the show. It, this has been great fun. Thank you again for coming. And um, for my listeners, we'll see you next week on Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com. Oh, wait. I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. 
Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.